That's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. That is why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Scathing words uh, from the late Tupac Shakur in the opening of the diss track, Hit Him Up. Uh, It's not even the lyrics in his verse. And don't mind that motorcycle in the background. Um, That's the intro talking to a pretty pretty heavy diss, one one of my favorites and... A lot of people in hip-hop enjoy it. Um, during the media label, East Coast, West Coast beef, you know, Death Row and Bad Boy and whatever, and Pac's going at, um, you know, especially Biggie in that song, and, you know, everyone from Nas to Jay-Z to De La Soul to Mom Deep to, you know, goes on and on. Um, and it was alleged at the time, urban legend, folklore, what have you, that Tupac had actually fornicated with um, Biggie's wife or lady, Faith Evans, at the time. He had allegedly fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Vicious, vicious words. And um, this is one of the hip-hop beefs that certainly spilled out of the booth, spilled off wax, off record, um, as some other hip-hop beefs do, because, um, you know, like the, the battle element in hip-hop it goes back to the inception. B-boys battling writers, DJs, MCs. And it was, you know, usually friendly competition. Maybe get a little personal here in the words. But you got to remember, hip-hop, you know, comes from the streets. So you're going to have some artists that came from the streets. So even if they're a musician or an artist now, it might be hard to snap out that, snap off or turn off that part of your brain that's, hey, man, you just disrespected me on a fucking serious level. Those are fucking fight words. A lot of people who are not artists at all, you know, family and friends, and maybe Jake the Snake himself, a host of damaged goods. Sometimes certain people say or do things, you, you want to retaliate one way or another. It's hard to just keep it in the realm of healthy competition. You also have some artists who are backed up by, you know, whether they label people managers or just have homies of theirs in their entourage that come from an element like that, even if the artist themselves doesn't. And they don't want their boy talked poorly about, or they're going to maybe hype him up, or they're going to handle it for him. Because it's not just a diss against one person to another. Sometimes you're dissing neighborhoods and projects and coasts and record labels and crews, and it gets big. Uh, and there's a lot of very notable hip-hop beefs that have you know, gotten a little crazier than just on the record. But what I want to discuss today on Damaged Goods is uh, beef. Yeah, what is beef? Diss tracks, which... I think diss track is a you know a term from hip hop, but diss tracks in rock and roll. Well, there's diss tracks in rock. Yes, there is. Snake Man will tell you. Um, it sounds kind of funny, and it's not the same. You know, there's not organized rock battles. I guess there's battle of the bands, but I mean, it ain't like two MCs going at it or B boys going at it in a battle. Um, but you know, there's healthy competition in all realms of music and art, and there's times when people get pissed, angry, feel betrayed tight or they just want to comment um negatively on somebody else doing what they think is some fuckery and sorry i'm drinking some water it's warm in rock and roll there's been uh quite a few of these some i knew about that i've known about for years some i kind of found out about just doing this pod this podcast episode not all in the realms of rock that i'm familiar with some very much so uh so we're going to discuss some of the more notable ones 
um, that you might be familiar with or that I thought were interesting. If you're like, you snake man, what about this weird new metal band, this and this, or whatever? Listen, dude, I don't know all that shit. Hit me on the DMs on social media and inform me, and maybe we'll do a, an episode two, a part two of this. But these are just some of the ones. Um, gonna start off with probably one of the more notable ones, one that I've always known about and you might know about The Beatles. Ah, yes, The Beatles. America's favorite British band that ushered in rock and roll, even though we know rock and roll is coming from the blues and jazz and black musicians in America. And I'm pretty sure the Beatles knew that. Uh, a lot of other British artists did. But Beatles had a very famous, notable split, you know, at the height of their popularity and influence. They've been doing their thing for a while. And Paul McCartney and John Lennon, who are the two primary songwriters and front people, you could say, uh, their riff is a little more palpable. It kind of takes uh, focus. And um, Paul McCartney had wrote a song. This is, you know, one of their solo artists. And check the snake, fun fact, not a huge fan of the Beatles, really. I recognize their, you know, com, their contributions and their influence, but not a huge fan. I dug John Lennon's solo music. Not all of it, but some of it was pretty ill. Um, but all that aside, and you know, I have personal reasons to probably like Paul McCartney's music, although I don't. My mother still has his Swiss Army knife from when he stayed at our house in Montserrat. I got letters in uh, one of my file cabinets um, that he wrote to, I don't know which girlfriend it would be of his uh, when he stayed at my parents' house back then. Anyway, all that cool name-dropping shit aside that I'm doing, uh, this diss track are these two kind of go back and forth diss started. Paul McCartney recorded a song called Too Many People. And it's kind of shitting on self-righteous activists. You know, John Lennon is kind of what... And John Lennon took it personal. He doesn't say Lennon's name, but he took it personal. At the time, in the, you know, the late 60s going into the 70s, activism is very much a part of all music. And John Lennon, with his newfound love and extreme musical genius, undeniable talent, Yoko Ono, uh, you know, they get very activist-y. And uh, I think McCartney thought he was a little self-righteous. So Lennon uh, gets tight, and he records his rebuttal, his diss track, how Do You Sleep at Night? It's a dope song, it, regardless of what it's about. It hits hard. It, it sounds like what a rock diss song would sound like in the 70s. It's aggressive. And, you know, he's saying, how do you sleep at night to Paul? You know, just shitting on him. And then to add insult to injury, he got George Harrison, also former Beatles member, to play guitar in the record, kind of like, fuck you, Paul, even all the other homies don't like you. Uh, and then it kind of fizzles out when John Lennon uh, gets murdered in the Dakota Hotel, haunted, and also the place where they filmed Rosemary's Baby, which is also a haunting movie with um, devil-worshipping undertones. Next uh, beef. Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, versus Marilyn Manson. Um, um, Nine Inch Nails... Trent Reznor, the front man, uh, he, you know, pretty influential dude in terms of a lot of stuff he's done production-wise for other artists, not just his own career. He kind of, I guess, helped get Manson's career popping or, you know, get him to the place where he would start to pop. And then Marilyn, yeah, that's a tongue twister. Marilyn Manson left Trent Reznor's label uh, right when he was about to blow and signed with Interscope, who was the mother label that Reznor's label was underneath. He was the subsidiary. So he probably got a better deal, you know, less hands in his pocket, whatever. Maybe he just didn't want to be 
second stringer under another artist, you know, we get egos are very powerful in art, and they get bigger, uh, the bigger you get, your stature. And Reznor claimed that, you know, fame, ego, drugs led to the riff. So he records a song called Star Suckers, kind of like star fuckers, maybe think of Marilyn Manson wanted to be famous so bad. He records this fucking, you know, this hard-hitting diss. By the time that he's filming the music video for the diss, uh, the two make up like little bitches, dude. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm not advocating for drama, but they shook hands and even appeared on stage. By the time the video was fucking filmed, that couldn't have been that long. So it fizzled out pretty quick. I'm not saying they're bitches for that. It's obviously good that it's not a you know, big drama. I'm just kind of being silly. Um, and hip-hop beefs, they don't seem to fucking fizzle out so easy, which is probably not a good thing. Uh, next one. Bringing back our buddy Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails again. This motherfucker, love him some drama. He's like the 50 Cent of industrial rock. Limp Biscuit versus Nine Inch Nails. Ah, Limp Biscuit, um, a musical darling of American art, just, you know, um, a treasure in American music. <laughs> I guess Trent Reznor, in some interview, I don't know with whom, called Fred Durst a moron. I don't know what he was referring to or just making an honest comment. Fred Durst, fan of Nine Inch Nails, and Reznor gets a little butthurt, gets sad. That's, you know, if it's somebody you looked up to, a, a, a supposed peer, um, an influence maybe, and then they say you fucking suck or you're a moron, that could hurt. So what does Fred Durst do? He records a diss track, the presumably horrible diss track, Hot Dog. Uh, no way I'd ever listen to it. Not for jokes, not even for podcast research. Fucking weak. Um, but Reznor would get the last laugh when the album, the Limp Bizkit album, Hot Dog, Hot Dog, Chocolate Starfish, no, what's, it's called, the album, sorry, is Chocolate Starfish in the Hot Dog Flavored Water. God, what a bad album title. And the diss track, Hot Dog, was on that album. Uh, Limp Bizkit had to pay credit, they had to credit Trent Reznor as a co-writer of the song because I guess it featured lyrics from the Nine Inch Nails song Closer in the diss track. So Reznor gets the last laugh. Ha ha, suck it, Limp Biscuit. Leonard Skinner and Neil Young. This also a pretty notable one, a pretty famous classic rock beef. Um, Neil Young is a Canadian artist. Skinner is from Florida. I want to say Jacksonville. They're not from Alabama, although you would think so from their smash hit, Sweet Home Alabama. Um, now, they're southern. They're from Florida. And most parts of Florida, if it's not like Miami and Fort Lauderdale and shit, is kind of like Alabama. It is kind of like the south. But uh, Canadian Neil Young does a song, Southern Man, big hit, talking about um, history of racism in the south and the KKK and stuff. Leonard Skinner takes issue with it. He didn't call them out by name, but they're repping the south and they're you know getting big at the time. Their rebuttal, their answer track is Sweet Home Alabama, which is a smash. Dude, that's fucking karaoke and all kinds of movies. It's, it's just everywhere. And in it, they have the line, uh, tell Neil Young, a southern man, don't need him around anyhow. Fires back. Pretty big. Um, when you know Skinner, would, some of them would die in a tragic plane crash not too long after, you know, the, the beef is over. Neil Young buries the hatchet, and he even performs blends of his song, Southern Man, then going into Sweet Home Alabama Live. Kind of, you know, making peace. Foo Fighters versus Courtney Love. Courtney Love, ex-wife of Kurt Cobain, frontman of Nirvana, also front person of the band, her band, Hole. Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, 
also was in Nirvana. Um, I guess the Foo Fighters had a song called uh, about Courtney Love, uh, Stacked Actors, Let It Die, and another one, Stick Around. I think there are three songs that people assume are about her that was never stated at first. And uh, um, in 2009, Dave Grohl, I think he kind of came out and finally was like, okay, st I'll stick around song is about Courtney. I've denied it for 15 years. Maybe he didn't want to. It's funny. You don't, you don't want to acknowledge it. You want to put it out there maybe to get it off your chest artistically or send a, a subtle diss so the other person knows, but you want to deny it's beef because maybe it's bad press. But, you know, usually diss tracks and beef tracks equal press in a good way, how people view it. Um, kind of interesting. But Dave Grohl, you know, knew his boy Kurt pretty well, and then it wasn't a secret that Courtney Love was not well-liked by the rest of the band or a lot of Nirvana fans. So maybe he thought she was just trying to milk him or get fame for her project. Who the fuck knows? But he did a couple tracks. But uh, Courtney Love would not respond in her music. She would just go acting and being crazy and doing her thing. But she wasn't free from scrutiny still. Um, Gwen Stefani of No Doubt fame. Holla Back Girl. You've heard that fucking song. It's a big pop smash. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Hard to spell bananas. She makes it easy. Even that song, Holla Back Girl, produced by Pharrell, I believe, it's a Courtney Love diss. Yeah, Gwen Stefani got her hands dirty. Uh, I think Courtney Love maybe had said some disparaging remarks about Gwen Stefani. Um, and uh, I don't know what, what exactly it was kind of saying some shit about her. Uh, but she was saying uh, she was nothing but a cheerleader or something in a magazine interview, calling Gwen Stefani a cheerleader, this and that. I don't know, shitting on her. So Gwen says, oh, word, I'm a cheerleader. Well, here's a number one fucking hit song with that premise where I am kind of, you know, a cheerleader in the video and the song has that bananas part. It's like cheerleading. And uh, it's a smash, dude. That's like a pop smash and just Courtney Love all the way. Um, I did not know that until today. But uh, that's kind of wild. So Courtney Love got it from a few people. Did not know Gwen Stefani's No Doubt Roots had it in her. So good for her. Getting dirty, that's... That's what it's like in the world of rock and roll. There's more beefs between Sex Pistols and the New York Dolls, um, a bunch of new metal bands I don't fucking know or care about. I know there was beefs between Dave Mustaine, Megadeth towards Metallica and some music. I'm not sure if he did any songs. It was just in interviews. But yeah, rock and roll's got beef, baby. It ain't, it ain't just hip-hop. It's in the rock. I'm sure there's some jazz beefs and blues and soul beefs and we'll do episodes on that as well so if you got any beefs that i didn't talk about that are in the world of rock hit me up we can do another one maybe we'll keep it going not advocating beef make peace it's all love kumbaya hug each other yeah and now go play that pock hit him up dude i fucked your bitch you fat motherfucker